All right, we all know the old saying, what's the definition of insanity? Doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result, right? The definition of insanity, it's a bad plan. Do something over and over and over and expect something to change. How often are we in that exact position at Lent? Now, I know I look like a guy who needs to leave chocolate chip cookies alone. And I'm sure that that would serve me well. But it will do little to nothing for my spiritual war that I engage in on a day-to-day -day basis. Honestly, if I don't have a beer here or there, it's not going to do something really dramatic to my life. Aren't you excited that I just brought cookies and beer back into the game? Honestly, you know what the problem is? The problem is you and I, by our very nature, are creatures of habit, and some things that we do in life or we allow to continue in life, we do so without even a thought. And one of the reasons why we don't deeply think about that is because we don't want to change. If you're like me, that is absolutely true. We, we know this from the readings that you and I have got to repent. You and I have got to find our way to a different life. We must bear fruit. Or as the gospel says today, we'll be cut down. This is no small thing. So if you're like me, and year after year you've come to this wonderful and beautiful Lenten season, and you've given up this, and you've given up that, and maybe they've been great, I don't mean to make light of it at all, and you haven't found a change in your own personal holiness because of it, you haven't come out of the end of the 40 days a different person, then go back to the first thing I talked about, doing the same thing over and over again and getting the same result and expecting a different one is insane. Same with our spiritual lives. My brothers and sisters, let's look at what's really hard to do. Let's look at what's truly difficult. What's truly difficult is learning how to forgive. Learning how to let God forgive us. For so many of us live in the prison of our own failings and no matter how many absolutions our good priests and bond seniors give us, we won't let go of it ourselves. And we carry that failure with us in a destructive manner. Equally as dangerous, if not more so, is those, those people that you and I have in our life that we will not forgive. How often do we hear this? I will never forgive them. I, will, I was with someone not just too long ago, and he said to me, I will never forgive her. This is a pretty holy guy. And I thought, I, I grabbed him, and I said, Jim, what are you talking about? You can never hold it at boot. And on your forgiveness. I have no idea what happens, but that cannot, that statement must die. We all do it in certain ways. How often do we say something like this? And I realize this may not be concrete, but listen for it. I hate that. You know, I hate those. I hate it when people do that. I find myself most often referring to the people like that when I'm looking towards Washington, D.C. But I, I, but you know what? That's the wrong lexicon. I hate. I hate. I disagree vehemently. 
This is a better phrase. Hate? Hate is not a word of Christian men and women. Hate is an excuse to not forgive. And my brothers and sisters, if you and I do not have the courage to let whatever it ever has been or will be go, then we trap ourselves and we will not bear fruit. This beautiful, beautiful gospel analogy of the owner and the gardener. My brothers and sisters, you and I are the owners. We have the tree. And, we, and that tree is us. And we see ourselves and we get frustrated that we're not bearing fruit, rent after rent. We are not changing. We're not making ground. And so what do we do? We become frustrated and we stop trying. Or maybe our adult children are not making the move spiritually that they should be. And so you and I get frustrated. We just give up and say they're never going to get it. No, no. No, no. The gardener in this story is God himself. And what does God see when he looks at our tree? What does God see when he looks at the tree of our children? He sees the beauty of what he knows he created. He knows that with a little fertilizer, a little water, a little cultivating around the roots, that this tree has an opportunity to explode and bear great fruit. And he's talking about us, and he's talking about all that you and I love that we're worried about in their spiritual lives. Amen? Does that make sense? So what do we do? What is our fertilizer and what is our water? Our fertilizer is the Holy Spirit. And counting on him and calling on him, crying out to him, as it said in the first reading, crying out and the Lord will hear your cry. The second thing is for you and I to toil amongst those roots. Brothers and sisters, you and I have got to break that hardened ground. That's habit. That's the way it's always been. That's the way I've always allowed it. That's the way it should be because of what they did to me. Now, if we're going to bear fruit and not be cut down, remember that, not be cut down, which you and I think we all understand the ramifications of that, we've got to break the ground. That ground is broken one way by you and I deciding that we forgive. No matter what happened, we forgive. Then we water that broken ground and fertilize it with the Holy Eucharist and the Sacrament of Reconciliation. And my brothers and sisters, now with confidence we look for this changed behavior to bear fruit. May God continue to bless you.